This week's parsha, which is after last week's teichacha, after last week's punishments for not following the Torah, the Torah starts off again with another warning, which is not part of the teichacha. It's a different warning. It's a warning of a different nature. This lashon levavoi poyne. That is far from actually doing an Avera. First of all, it's Levavai. It's only in his heart. And it doesn't even say that his heart has done an Avera. It says Paina. His heart has turned. It does not sound very severe. It doesn't say that this person turned into a full-grown majestic oak tree. It's a shayresh, pyroreshalana. It's but a root, the slightest root. So the Torah here is not describing a groisabalavera, a great sinner, like the Torah is talking about in the Teichacha. Last week in the Teichacha, when the person went away from the Rebbeinu Shom Kiloi, Shomata B'Kal Hashem Lekech Lishmet Tzvesav Chukaisav Ashet Sivcha, there, the Torah was talking about an avariant, someone that mamush was over avarious. Here, the Torah is talking about a nidnud ktsas. The Torah is talking about a slight turn. Levavai paina, shayresh pairesh valana. And yet, the Torah throws the book at him. Oz yeshan Hashem leshavu and veravtsa by kol harok suvat sevrat terazeh. And the Torah is throwing the book at him. It sounds like even in a more severe fashion than last week. What is going on? Meaning, it's not the Torah. Last week we talked about cause and effect. You do an Avera, you get punished, you get thrown out of land, you get in Golas, and we went through the whole Torah last week. We're not talking about that this week. What is the Torah talking about? So it sounds we're talking about someone that had a very, very, very slight infraction, a slight turn, a slight veering off of the path. And yet he's met with such a strong reaction. So I heard over from Rav Nevensal. He said a very interesting mahalach. He said that whenever you take a look at something extremely broad, extremely big, sweeping, and you take the view from 20,000 feet, you could see an inflection point at which point it started veering off course. You could see this thing started here and ended here. It obviously went wrong at a certain point. But with the right view, you could see the inflection point, at which point it started to veer off course and we know where it ended. Where did Jewish history veer off course? Where did this ship go wrong? At one time, we had a glorious past. We had Shleim HaMelech and the Besamikdash and the whole world was subservient to us. The economy was meridic. Every country feared us. We were all learning Torah. It was Mamish. It was an Olam Haba. Here in Olam Haza. And then it ended off somewhere in America in 2023. Where did it turn from being the glorious past to what it is today? Rav Nevensal said, the turning point, the inflection point, the point at which we veered was when the Malchus was split. Until the Malchus was split, we had our ups and downs, but we had ups. We had glory. Once 
Yisrael and Yehuda split. Once the northern and the southern kingdom split, it was more or less a straight trajectory downhill then, with some minor blips of positivity, but it was a downhill trend since then. So this cataclysmic event, in retrospect, of splitting the Malucha between Rechavim and Yeruvim, between Malchus Yehud and Malchus Yisrael, was the cataclysmic event to which we're, in, within which we're still suffering. What caused this cataclysmic event? If we see what caused Jewish history to veer off course, so what was the root of this? Chazal attribute three people with fault for this, and each one of them is pretty slight. The first person Chazal faults for the splitting of the Mluch is David HaMelech. David HaMelech was rebelled on by his son Avshalom, and after the rebellion was quashed, David HaMelech took stock of who's his friends and who's his enemies. Someone named Tziva came to report to David HaMelech, David, you know, Mipibayshes, who was Yenison, your friend's kid. You promised Yenison you'd take care of him, but he's an anical of Shaul. He rebelled against you. And Tziva was lying. Tziva was an Evid, and if Mipibayshes would be killed, Tziva would stand to get his whole estate. So Tziva hatched this plan to get, get Mipibayshes killed and make a lot of money. David HaMelech finally gets Mipibayshes in front of him and says, tell me what happened. Mipibayshes says, David, I'm handicapped. I can't walk. My Evid Siva took my wheelchair and left me stranded. Of course I didn't rebel against you. You want to know why I didn't report for duty? You want, you want to know why I didn't pledge my allegiance to you? Because my scoundrel Evid stole my wheelchair. David HaMelech said, you know, I'm going to get involved you and Siva could split the estate. The Gemara says, David HaMelech, that's you reacted, your Maluch is going to be split. That's event number one. Event number two that Chazal attributed the splitting of Yehuda and Yisrael was to Shleim HaMelech. The Gemara says that Shleim HaMelech's wives were Eved HaVedizar, whether or not it means it literally or it means it something Figuratively, and there was a small issue with Davram Ushleim Amalek's wives, Shleim Amalek failed to intercede. And that was number two. Akharish Baruch said, Shleim Amalek, your wives are having Abedazar in your palace, I'm splitting your Maluch. And finally, Rechavam, Shleim Amalek's son, was counseled by his advisors, the elder advisors, said, Listen, Rebbe Rechavam, stop the oppressive taxes, go light on the people. Give, give them a little breathing room and they'll be fine. Rechavam said, nope. If my father was a finger, I'm going to be a hand. If my father was onerous, I'm going to be five times as onerous. And the Gemara says, Rechavam, you failed to learn your lesson. The Malucha will be ripped from you. So three people are blamed with the split of Malchus Yehuda and Malchus Yisrael. The Zayda, the kid, and the Enakel. David HaMelech, Shlem HaMelech, and Rechavah. What do all three of these events have in common? You know what they have in common? They didn't do anything wrong. They failed to act in an appropriate manner. They failed to take 
corrective action. None of them did anything egregious. None of them did any Avera. They failed to act when called upon. Davon HaMelech failed to adjudicate between Tziva and Mipibayshes. Shlem HaMelech failed to eradicate Abed And Rechavam ref- failed to reform. They all did an Avera in the slightest, slightest, slightest fashion. Says Rav Nevitzel, you see from here that as cataclysmic an event as the split of the Mulcha was that caused the inexorable slide that we find ourselves in today, it was caused by three non-events, three small turns in the wrong direction. And that's the lesson. And that's what the Torah is telling us over here. The Torah is telling us, I'm not telling you about Navera. You'll know when you do a Navera. I'm telling you about The slightest turn. Be careful. You never know where the slightest turn will end up. Because history hinged on a slight turn and look where it ended up. Even if it's a shayrish pyrrhish valana, even if it's the smallest nidnud, you must be careful about your orientation at all times. You must be careful that you don't turn slightly off because a slight pina, you never know where it ends up. So this is the lash ups for Ashana. It's the week we start Slichas. We're all looking for Kabbalists. And we always tend to think grand. Like, you know, I'm going to finish us this year and never speak Lashon Hara again. Even though I never speak Lashon Hara this year. But for sure next year I'm not speaking Lashon Hara. Maybe the lesson is, instead of thinking grand, think teeny. Think Ruvavipayna. How can I slightly reorient my orientation? How can I slightly alter my direction in an easy but maintainable way? And that sometimes is a much more lasting Kabbalah than something grand and sweeping that doesn't have the long effect of history. Shabbos.